Um, can I get the now bar, please? One dollar. Have a good one. Got it. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Let me get a now bar. Sure. One dollar. Appreciate you. Got it. The show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's it's the pregame. With your host Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready because we pregame harder than the other shows party. It's the pregame. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watch and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. This is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSM Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. And he picks up a first down. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynch Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed free game. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the pregame. Edition. I tell you what, Neely, that gets you going. Like, listen to a little Sonic Boom, man, as we get into week two of Camp News and Observations from Jackson State University. Man, welcome back in to the pregame show. My God, Neely, what's going on, brother? Hey, man, what is going on right now is that damn dance you were just doing. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, you look like Peanuts, Charlie Brown, and them when they <laughs> music and everybody doing their own damn thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> I tell you what, man. 
so much going on over there in practice, man. Let's just get right into it. Of course, big news hit yesterday, uh, as everybody saw. Uh, Coach Mike Zimmer uh, is coming over there to old uh, Lynch Street and Dalton, kind of work with our Jackson State football team, man, joining the staff, man. It is big news from Jackson State that you broke yesterday on the pregame show. Yeah, man, exciting times around here at 1400 Lynch Street at the Walter Payton Center. Uh, to have Mike Zimmer in the building, walking around, meeting players. Uh, of course, he's familiar with a lot of the staff. He coached Kevin Mathis, uh, who played defensive back for him at the uh, the Cowboys, and, of course, knows Dennis Thurman and, and all the defenses he's put together. Uh, but Mike Zimmer is going to be on board as an analyst, which is something that you see a lot of the major college programs doing. You know, Nick Saban has brought in, quote-unquote, quality control coaches uh, and analysts, uh, so they're – you know, not directly affiliated with the uh, university staff and or budget, uh, but are able to assist the team uh, from a technical assistance standpoint, uh, making those finer adjustments and advice and counsel uh, to the head coach. And, you know, you talk about a guy who has been there and done it. Uh, it is definitely Mike Zimmer. Uh, you talk about been there, done it. Uh, he was coaching the Minnesota Vikings from 2014 to 2021. He's been on the staff of the Atlanta Falcons, the Cincinnati Bengals, has a ring with our beloved Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but, you know, him and Coach Prime, uh, they go back uh, to their uh, time at, with Dallas. And, you know, when you talk about bringing that wealth of knowledge, that wealth of experience, it's huge for this Jackson State program. Yeah, you know, they have a professional relationship, which you just touched on. Uh, but what you really pick up on when you're with the two of them or even uh, with them separately and as they talk about each other, uh, the level of personal respect and personal love that they have for one another, uh, it just shows you that the impact, the long-term impact uh, that a player-coach relationship can have. Uh, you know, Coach Prime has spent time in Kentucky at Zimmer's home, and Zimmer has spent time in Dallas uh, or Canton, Texas, that metro extended Dallas area at Country Prime, but they know each other well and are very fond of each other. Uh, in fact, when uh, Coach Zimmer was still with the Vikings, uh, you know, uh, Deion Sanders was calling him during a press conference, and that went viral on ESPN. So they have they have each other's phone numbers. Uh, they talk frequently, and Coach Prime has always been in the ear of Coach Zimmer saying, hey, man, would love to have you here, love to have your advice and counsel. Uh, and it has come to fruition that Mike Zimmer, you know, will be participating in Jackson State's uh, overall game planning and advice and counsel to uh, Coach Prime. Uh, you, you talk about advice and counsel, and when you start taking a look at this brain trust around Coach Prime, uh, now we have Coach Mike Zimmer, Coach uh, Tim Brewster, uh, both former head coaches there, uh, and, of course, Dennis Thurman, the Yoda of defense that is Dennis Thurman. Uh, I, I tell you what, uh, it's a formidable uh, film room in terms of guys breaking down film and looking uh, for all the nuances, uh, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, uh, that this Jackson State program uh, needs. Yeah, you know, we got some uh, good B-roll of uh, Coach Zimmer and the time he spent, you know, here on campus, meeting staff, meeting players, and, and touring the facilities. Uh, you're exactly right, uh, Chuck. You know, the relationship capital uh, that he has, as well as his knowledge. You know, you just think about uh, when Jackson State brought in Deion Sanders and he was able to pick up the phone and, you know, and call a Walmart and, and call a Michael Strahan uh, that helped out with clothing. Well, don't think that Mike Zimmer doesn't have a Rolodex also. I know I'm dating myself when I say Rolodex because uh, everybody's names and numbers are in phones now, but he has an extensive list of contacts and friends and allies 
that he'll be bringing to bear that will support him and thereby this institution. And one thing he said, he was looking forward, you know, to working with HBCU, specifically Jackson State University. Uh, but I'll say this, Chuck, when you look at the staff that Coach Prime has put together, uh, you know, Coach Prime has never been one to just uh, focus on that kind of, you know, here and now kind of thing. He's always thinking big picture and, and putting the best forward. Uh, so this is a staff that is equal to or greater than what you will find at power fives across the nation. You know, this isn't some quote unquote old, you know, one double a staff or this, this is a, this is not only a power five level staff. This is an NFL level staff mm. uh, the expertise that he has in the room position by position, uh, the experience that he has in the room uh, position by position with those coaches and even the support staff, it's going to yield phenomenal results for this team. We've already talked about how this Tiger uh, defense and Tiger offense and special teams were better uh, than we were last year, a year that went undefeated in conference and won the SWAG championship. When you start adding in, uh, you know, a strength and conditioning coach that came from university in Georgia and most Sims, uh, a Tim Brewster and all of his experience, particularly in getting the tight end going, but not to mention those national championship programs he's been a part of. Then you add in a Mike Zimmer. You know, these are guys who just flat out, there's the light, so I'm going to have to move. <laughs> these are guys who just know what it looks like, Chuck. Yeah. Uh, and it get us get us going. And just like what happened last week, man, you know, when I'm in this room, you sit still too long. Uh, you know, the, the, the lights will turn off on you. I know down, uh, down at Alcorn, it's like the Flintstones. They got a pterodactyl under the counter turning the wheel. And he says, Quack, that's a living. But so let me get up and, and adjust that light switch, Chuck. But I, I'll be right back. Dynamite reference to the Flintstones. But as you see, great B-roll there of Coach Mike Zimmer uh, walking around with Coach Prime uh, at practice. And a tremendous interview uh, that you had, like I said, in terms of, uh, of bringing Mike Zimmer uh, to this Jackson State family where you sat down and talked to him yesterday. We encourage everybody to go to the pregame show YouTube page, uh, sit down and give a listen to that interview with Coach Mike Zimmer. Uh, phenomenal job, Neil, in terms of what you were able to uh, sit there and talk with Mike Zimmer about. And you touched on something that I think is uh, big. Uh, you talked about the role of an analyst. If you could kind of touch on that again in terms of what exactly will his responsibilities be with this program? Yeah, for most part, these these analyst positions across college football are these quality control coaches, uh, as some people have dubbed them. They don't necessarily uh, touch players and instruct players and, and that kind of thing, but they are just that overarching 30,000 programmatic view. And and when you bring in a Zimmer or a Tim Brewster, folks like that, again, they know what it's supposed to look like. They know what it's supposed to look like the minute you get on campus uh, to the facilities, what the vibe is supposed to feel like in a locker room. They know championship organizations. So they offer advice and counsel, kind of a fly on the wall, looking over the shoulder, dotting I's and crossing T's and making recommendations to the head coach and those position coaches, how to better what they're already doing. So you don't see an analyst or a quality control coach, you know, in the huddle at the 50-yard line when the game is tied 21-21 with five seconds left. That's not their role. Their role is big picture, programmatic stuff, organizational stuff, how to better systems. And Mike, Mike Zimmer, or Tim Brewster, folks like that, man, they know what it's supposed to look like and they know how to better systems. No doubt about it. Well, I tell you what, uh, my phone has blown up since uh, this past Saturday. Uh, let's get into – a little bit of a review of scrimmage one from uh, this past weekend. Uh, open, 
uh, to the public. A lot of uh, our Jackson State fans got an opportunity to lay eyes on this Jackson State football team. And, you know, it's when you when you're looking at a, at a scrimmage, some of it is, is nuanced. You know, uh, you have ones going against the twos uh, and things of that nature. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that a lot of people have been asking about uh, just what did we see? What did you see? Uh, what were your assessments of, of the first scrimmage? Uh, well, you know, you, you, you set out with a good tone. You know, it depends on what phase of the scrimmage uh, you were watching. Uh, scrimmages have a lot of stops and starts to them. It's not a, a uh, it, you got full pads on, you got referees out there, but it's not a, a clock and manage like a game situation is. So sometimes the head coach, you know, step in and say, hey, run that over on the script or do this differently, put the ball on this hash now. So there's a lot of, you know, ebb and flow to it. But in that evaluation, when you're looking at the ones versus the ones or ones versus twos, depending on, you know, what unit is out there. Uh, I got to tell you, I like what I saw. I'll start with uh, uh, the defense. I think mm. that yes, sir. And, and if you had a winner or a loser of this particular scrimmage, I would say hats off to the to the uh, to the defense, uh, particularly that D line, that first unit. Those guys are fast. You know, yeah. those as a you know, <laughs> seventy five to three twenty, and they're keeping up uh, with running backs out in the flat and making tackles in the backfield. Uh, you know, running sideways, uh, lateral down the line of scrimmage. So very talented uh, defensive line. Uh, I've said the same thing about O-line one. Uh, I think that the offensive line, that first unit, uh, is certainly much improved over our offensive line last year. Uh, mm-hmm. I do think that when the second unit came in, or even that third unit, because keep in mind, we have some depth now. Yeah. And you got to kind of try to figure out which of those guys work better together, what positions. You know, you might be a guard when you're out there with the threes, but have to play center with you, with the twos. Uh, so a lot of those mechanics are being fleshed out. But I, I think there was a drop-off there uh, in performance when that second and third offensive line unit came in. But, you know, there's an asterisk by that for me, Chuck, because okay. our defensive line, twos and threes, are so damn dominant and on par with the ones I can't say that the O-line uh, was down as far as the twos and threes goes or were our twos and threes on D-line just capable of being ones themselves. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's, it's me boxing Floyd Mayweather. You know, it's, I'm, I'm supposed <laughs> to lose. You know, so, uh, but, but we, we always point out, you know, that that's the beauty of this, this team and this depth is that you are practicing against some of the best competition that you're going to see day mm. in and out so Saturdays are probably not going to be as challenging as some practices are. Uh, but I would I would say the D line you know showed up. The secondary uh, Chuck I think was strong, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I think they were just as advertised. You know I don't think they had had some wow moments, but they did exactly what you expected. Same thing with our with our linebackers because there's a, a a lot of depth there, and of course O line uh, one who was protecting QB one uh, Shadur Sanders does what Stuart Sanders does. I mean, you know, he was in control of and commanded an offense. Uh, I think Coach Brett Bartolone would love to see uh, some more consistency out of those backup QBs uh, as they get their reps and their time on, under center. Uh, but I think as first scrimmages go, Chuck, uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, of course the coaches are not going to be pleased. <laughs> you know, let's <laughs> let's put that stamp right there that there's going yes. to focus on and work on. I like where we are with that first scrimmage. Uh, we got another full padded practice coming up this Saturday, and we'll be out there evaluating that and bring you some news and updates from it. I like where we are. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's just now under under uh, 20 days before we depart to FAMU. 
so there's still time for some improvement and figuring out lineups and who's going to play together, particularly on that old line. Uh, but but I think, you know, Chuck, uh, uh, it is what it is. And and you see, I didn't even mention the receivers because it's so damn deep, you know, just right, right. out there like it's it's man, it's pitch and catch like those guys are flying around and, and, and ball is getting to them. No doubt, and and you mentioned it. Uh, we're under 20 days, in fact, 17 days now until this uh, rematch with Florida A&M University at Tough Ball Club. But, you know, when we kind of take a look at that scrimmage one and some nuanced look uh, from the standpoint, normally defenses are a little bit ahead of the offense at this point uh, within, uh, uh, you know, fall camp, and, and you want to build as you're going into game one. Yeah, we call that a crescendo in music. Yeah. Yeah, you want to you want to you want to be peaking when you come out that tunnel. You know, uh, when we come out that tunnel down there in Miami, you, you want to be playing your best ball. You know, the night before that Friday and Saturday practice in Miami, uh, it's almost again boxing reference. You know, you don't want to peak two or three weeks uh, before your match. You want to be peaking that last week in training camp where you're ready to go and and the energy. And one thing that you have to do on, on uh, fall camp preparation, man, is keep things lively and change some things up. Uh, because it's easy for complacency. Even Borden was set in with the same structure schedule. So you'll see these guys going through individual uh, 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 building, and you'll see them going through uh, some group teach things and some corrective measures. And, and of course, in this film room here, you know, doing those different mechanics. Uh, and plus that strength and conditioning program with most Sims is still, you know, taking place on a daily basis with them, mixing up that muscle memory and building them and getting them ready. Uh, so they'll be in the best shape of their lives when we get on that plane to go to Miami. Yes, sir. And you mentioned it. Uh, coaches are never pleased. Of course, we got some uh, great video and audio from an unvarnished look, uh, if you will, from Jackson State coaches on scrimmage one. It's going to play, y'all. Just trust us. You go first. I, I told you. I told you at the beginning, champ, man. When- we're, we're camp. We don't got school, man. This, this is this is your profession right now, okay? And offensively, I, I thought the first group was, was decent. But I mean, my God, man. Coach talks about discipline all the time. We, we were a very undisciplined unit today, man. I don't know how many penalties we had. I have no idea. I lost count, okay? We were undisciplined with penalties. We were undisciplined with our hands. We had I don't know how many missed assignments, how many dropped balls, man. That's just like, God dang, guys. Our, our biggest enemy today was ourselves. Okay? What happens when we do our job? What happens when we do our job one play at a time and play fast and execute? Okay? It ain't that hard, man. It ain't rocket science. Okay? You do your job. You beat the man across from you. You do your assignment with the technique that you learned from your coach. Then we're going to be fine. If you can't do that, we're not going to be okay. Okay? First group was all right. The second and third group, you guys need to pick it up, man. Just simple stuff. Trying to throw you touchdown in the end zone to the tight end. We bust. Okay? St- stuff that we literally just walked through. Okay? Missed assignments. If that's the case, it's not important enough to you. If you come out here, you get an opportunity. We talk about opportunity. We talk about competing. You come out here and you squander that opportunity, it don't mean enough to you. I'm just telling you. All right, defensively, you guys probably feeling pretty good about yourself. Okay? For the most part, you should. But I'm going to tell you that you played bad because you didn't. Were we perfect? No. Are we in shape the way we need to be? No. Are we blowing some assignments? Yes. We have to play smarter. We have to be more disciplined, okay? If we do those things and we study and prepare the way we should, 
we have a chance to be dominant. I'm telling you what I'm saying, okay? Not gonna talk about last year, but I do know this year, we have a chance to be dominant. How badly do you wanna be dominant? Because if enough of you guys want it, and enough of you guys prepare, and get in shape, we got guys coming to the sideline, throwing, throwing a, a stuff around, talking about I'm tired. No, champions don't get tired. You want to be a champion? You want to dominate? Get in shape, both mentally and physically. You guys understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Do you want to be great? Yes, sir. You don't just say yes, sir. Don't answer me, okay? I don't want a verbal answer. You know what I want? Show you. Show us. Show us, gentlemen. So, so how we tired? Defense, how we tired? 34 plays, average play. How many plays, how many snaps you average, DT? Seven, 65, seven. 65, seven. And we tired? And not even half of that? And you got breaks? The amount of plays you went, you got the same amount of time of a, as a break more because the threes went. Because I think we could be better than what, what we showed today. And uh, we got some holes in our game. And the guys, be, be true and honest with yourself when you watch the film and you grade yourself. Coaches, we're getting ready to meet right now. Because we got to talk about this mess. We got to talk about some of the personnel. And we talked about opportunity. We had an opportunity on a special team where a guy don't even go out there and he don't, he ain't on nothing else. Is he Coach Ricard? No, sir. Oh, is that a, how can we blow that? Just not focused, not dialed in. Didn't we go over all this stuff today? Went over it yesterday too, Coach. Coach Brett, every play we ran, didn't we go over that today? Yes, sir. DT, everything y'all did, did you go over it? Yes, sir. Well, how we blowing the coverage while a guy runs down the field wide open? We better than what we showed today. Get with your coaches, coaches. You guys get with me right after this, please, sir. There you have it, folks. Unvarnished look at scrimmage one. I made some mental notes. Uh, offense coordinator, Coach Brett Bartoloni. First group was decent, but penalties. Mr. Simon's biggest enemy was ourselves. So his big thing, do your assignment with the technique. Learn from your coach. And you got an opportunity, the opportunity uh, in regards to competing in regards to every day, you know, and, and and moving yourself up the depth chart. You know, Coach DT, he was pleased, but he wants his defense in shape. That was something he hit on. And, of course, Coach Prime, he wanted to meet with the coaches right afterwards so they could get personnel things uh, worked out. But I tell you what, nothing like an unvarnished look at what really scrimmage one was about. Yeah, you know the pregame show, man, is uh, is is so blessed uh, from Coach Prime to have this exclusive access uh, to be in these team meetings, to be in that huddle, in those coaches' huddles, those coaching meetings, so we can report back, you know, directly to the fans what's taking place in the program. And you know, as I said, and, and Chuck asked me my personal thoughts about the scrimmage, uh, you know, they're not going to be happy, Chuck. Like anything short of perfection, yeah, uh, you know, standard is the standard, and the standard is non-negotiable. Uh, but when you look at what Dennis Thurman and Coach Prime, part of their comments we're talking about, is that this is a defense uh, that if the offense does what it is supposed to do or is capable of doing, the defense will have more plays than they're accustomed to in years past. Uh, so conditioning is going to be a factor. Uh, when you, and you hear Coach Brett talk about cleaning up you know, those mistakes that we cannot have, those silly, silly penalties, and we can't drop the perfect play only for a tight end or, or a receiver uh, to drop the ball 
uh, and Coach Prime talk about assignments. You know, do your job. Uh, you know, at that in that situation at the scrimmage, you had one player who just had one assignment for the day and was not ready for the assignment. And you know, long story short, that assignment has been since been removed from him uh, because the standard is the standard, and that's non-negotiable. Uh, so we're going to see. You know, uh, a lot of that was cleaned up. Uh, you know, coming into uh, Monday, Tuesday, and today, Wednesday uh, of this week. And again, there's going to be a full padded practice uh, this weekend. Uh, so we'll see if, you know, what took place in those six days in between scrimmages uh, to, to see if this team got better or not. But everything is geared toward perfection when we arrive in Miami uh, to play FAMU week one. Uh, so the coaches will tell you that they like where we are, but also we have a long way to go. Great segue into what we're looking at now in terms of moving forward, uh, you know, cleaning up uh, mistakes from this past week. Uh, no full padded practice uh, this weekend. But uh, these are the dog days, if you will, of fall camp. Uh, guys are really having to grind it out right now. Uh, and not only physically be in tune, but mentally be in tune with uh, technique and everything that they're supposed to do on the field. Yeah, you got to make the most uh, of these first two, two and a half weeks. Uh, because it's before class starts. You know, football teams come back, come back a little earlier uh, than returning students uh, to get adjusted to fall camp and fall schedules. Uh, but once classes starts, you know, there's a different hours of the day that you're that you're trying to do these things. So there's going to be an adjustment where you have to cram in as much as you can and perfect as much as you can uh, before school starts back, because then your hours are limited as far as what you're doing out there on the field and walking through and practicing and whatnot in the morning. Uh, but the direction is, is is in the right place. The arrow is pointing up. Uh, there were some things cleaned up and, and re-intensified uh, this week, if you will, all geared towards Saturday, this coming Saturday, another full pattern practice, which is still, once again, geared toward that first week in Miami uh, when we take on FAMU. Uh, so, you know, you're going to always hear from those coaches that we could be better. Uh, because as Coach Prime has said, we won last year. This year is about domination. And as Coach Thurman said, when he addressed the team around the block, we were good defense, but we didn't dominate. Mm. We got to be shaped to dominate. Uh, we can't have busted coverages inspected to dominate. Same thing on offense. You can't have drop passes and uh, false starts to dominate. So we want to win. We want to win every game, but we want to win in a fashion where it shows the world that these guys can play and will play at the next level. Uh, I tell you what, it is the ebb and flow of fall camp. Uh, guys trying to get better going forward uh, as we get ready for this tough Florida A&M uh, football team. Uh, news coming out this week with regards to Jackson State football. They will be televised 10 times on the various ESPN platforms this upcoming season. Uh, Florida A&M, of course, will be on ESPN2, Gramlin, Mississippi Valley State, Alabama State, Bethune-Cookman, Campbell. Southern, Texas Southern, Alabama A&M, and Alcorn uh, will all be televised for all our Jackson State fans who aren't able to get into Jackson. You still get your daily feel of Jackson State football. So we're looking forward to uh, a historic season, if you will, for this Jackson State football team. And, Chuck, let me tell you what I love about that 10-game televised schedule. You know, when it was announced uh, with those televised times, uh, whether it's the live on one platform and, and you can watch it delayed on another. Uh, if you go to the official athletic department Instagram account uh, and it was posted with all those beautiful dates and all those televised games, you'll see Coach Prime himself comment and says, yeah, but I want ABC. I want NBC. Yeah. I want yeah. CBS. And, and, and I'm telling y'all, 
that is the standard. That is the the modus operandi with this guy. It's like it is always going to be what is the bigger picture? Are we doing the most we can with what we have? And so, yes, 10 televised games is exceptional. Being on these various ESPN platforms is exceptional. But what he will push back and say, why can't Jackson State or in Tennessee State be that Saturday night game on ABC? Why does that have to be Notre Dame or Florida State or UCLA or somebody? Why can't it be an HBCU? And if it's going to be an HBCU, why can't it be Jackson State? So he's always going to force the narrative, force the issue, and look to take things up another notch. So, yeah, look look forward to us being on ESPN2. Look forward to us being on ESPNU uh, and ESPN3. But Coach Prime ain't stopping until we're on ABC, CBS, and NBC as well. There it is. I tell you what, looking forward to it. A couple other news and notes uh, in regards to Jackson State players being recognized by the Black College Hall of Fame watch list. Uh, quarterback, QB1, as we like to call him, Shador Sanders uh, on that Black College Hall of Fame watch list. Travis Hunter as well on that watch list. Malachi Wyden received. And then also Isaiah Bolden, all very worthy of being on this Black College Hall of Fame watch list. These guys are all dynamic players, and everybody can't wait to put their eyes on Travis Hunter as we saw back in the spring how dynamic he is. Yeah, it's going to be a special thing, man. It's going to be a beautiful season with some uh, impactful young men out there on the gridiron who are also exceptional human beings off the field. Uh, In this week, uh, Chuck, as uh, we get ready to go into the weekend and prepare for next Wednesday's live show, some of the things you can look forward to on the pregame show. And again, keep in mind, most all of our social media platforms have different content for you. So on YouTube, uh, we're going to still drop another segment of uh, the time at home uh, with Coach Prime. Uh, you know, parts one and two are out now, so you expect part three. Uh, we still have some segments coming, some interviews from coaches from this past weekend scrimmage, as well as some interviews with players that took place this week. So you want to stay tuned and subscribe to the YouTube channel for that information and get some of those quick hits on the TikTok and as well as the Instagram. So, Chuck, we are peaking, or as we say musically, the crescendo is coming. Crescendo is coming. All roads lead to Miami, my friend. As you said, it's about 18 days away, I think, from the game. So that's about 15 days away departure-wise for this team and staff to get there ahead of schedule of the game. And there'll be a practice uh, in Miami on that Friday and some walkthroughs on Saturday. And then the Sunday before Labor Day, September 4th, the season officially starts. We do get a sneak peek at our week one opponent uh, because FAMU has a week zero game uh, where they're playing uh, University of North Carolina. Uh, So we'll get to see them in action, but they are our first team. No doubt about it. Looking forward to it, Neely. I tell you what, exciting times around Jackson State. Football, no better place to put a pin in this week's the pregame show live edition. Hey man, you looking spelt there? I like like you like you look like you slimming down there, bro. Hey man, you know I don't know because I got this uh, shout out to Zaxby's who brought some snacks by. <laughs> hey, okay. I'm gonna wet it one, as soon as this goes dark. Not the room. I mean this episode of the pregame show live. Man, I'm gonna get off in that Zaxby baby from A to Z. But do want to <laughs> shout out Chuck Chambers and Gaylord Law. Yes, Park. indeed. Uh, sponsoring these preseason pregame shows, but they're also just a perennial sponsor, man. They have been with us uh, since we knew what being with us was. They have been down since day one, as I said. So for all your legal needs uh, in Mississippi and beyond, Chambers and Gaylord Law Firm, their logo is at the top of the screen. Appreciate their support of the pregame show. Of course, when the season gets going, 
uh, for that first weekend, fam, you, a lot of other sponsors are coming on and you can reach out to slide into Chuck's DMs like y'all normally do hitting them up, you know, but not for his OnlyFans account. Just slide in and say, hey, man, we want to be a sponsor, too. You know, I didn't know Chuck had OnlyFans out there. It's, you know, it's kind of dropped off since the pandemic is over, but he he, he doing all right with it. Oh, I can always count on you to get one last one in. <laughs> not only is Jackson State football in action, but uh, women's soccer, they got a, a game against North Alabama on August 19th. Jackson State women's volleyball team, they will be in action uh, against Nickel State as an exhibition game on August 20th. So by all means, support those Jackson State fall teams, women's soccer. Go ahead, Nick. I was about to say, and the uh, the merge is uh, coming up this weekend. Sonic Boom of the South. And it's back on campus at the AAC this Saturday. So follow the Sonic Boom pages on Instagram uh, and all social media platforms such as Facebook and Twitter to get the details on how you can go to the merge. And, you know, they practice right outside, uh, just down uh, uh, Walter Payton here. And, man, to see all those uh, new freshmen out there in those white tees and Dr. Little up on that platform barking out those commands, the Sonic Boom is coming together nicely. But they officially merge in this weekend at the AAC. Nothing gets the goosebumps up on your arms than hearing those first bars of get ready. I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to it as we get into it, Neil. Got to get into it. Got to get the boom and can't wait to see that little peanut Charlie Brown dance she was doing from the roof of the field house for our first home game against Grambling. But first, Miami FAMU, then Memphis, Tennessee State, then the red out for W.C. Gordon. September 17th will be our first home game here in Jackson. But first things first, man, is Miami all roads lead there. And the Tigers under Coach Prime are getting ready for that. Uh, let's put a pin in right here until next Wednesday. As always, we leave you in the mortal words of Coach Edward Lipscomb. Coach Lip, we got a team, by golly. We're going to fight, by golly. We're going to win, by golly. Let's go, Tigers. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynch Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed the pregame with your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready because we pregame harder than the other show's part. It's the pregame.